0: Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the BL podcast, I am Nivedita Varadarajal. The results are in. The BJP is creating history with its brilliant performance in Gujarat, while the Congress is winning in Himachal Pradesh quite comfortably. In this podcast, I talk to Purnima Joshi, our Delhi Bureau Chief, to understand the big takeaways for both the BJP and the Congress, and we also talk about what the results mean for the AAP the new entrant and possibly the big challenger for the BJP in the upcoming general elections. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Bonima. Hi, Hi I'm
1: Nivedita. Hello.
0: So let's start first with Gujarat. The Gujarat election results is not very like unpredictable. We all knew that uh, BJP is going to do so uh, well, but we didn't expect it to do this well. It's, it's breaking records, isn't it? Yes, uh, this is the best ever
1: performance by the BJP uh you know in 1985 was a record of sorts was set hmm. by madhav singh solanki uh who was uh, congress chief minister and he famously uh did uh, social engineering hmm. of uh, uh what is known as kham which is Kshatriya harijan adivasi muslim this was his uh, formula which he tested and announced uh 28% reservation for OBCs in the state. And uh, that was huge mobilization. And uh, the, he secured 149 seats in Gujarat mm. uh, at the back of the calm uh, mobilization in 1985 elections. Now that record has never been broken by anybody, including BJP, including when uh, Narendra Modi was chief minister in Gujarat. So now BJP, it looks like it is... Uh, set to secure about 151 seats yeah. uh, in the in the state which, uh, with a what share of uh, it's staggering about 53% of the vote share uh, so uh so that uh, uh that is quite phenomenal and uh, it's uh, it's sort of breaking not only its own records its re- record, uh, it's uh, breaking all previously set records
0: what are some of the reasons for this
1: Well, it's best ever by the BJP and worst ever by the Congress, Mm. uh, which is uh, looking like uh, it's going to be confined uh, to just about, uh, uh, you know, uh, really like uh, uh, I'll read out the latest in Gujarat, which is um, uh, Congress is getting uh, 27% of the yeah, vote share, yeah. which is a huge decline from 41% they got last time in 2017 uh, assembly elections. And they'll get just about 19 seats in the 182 assembly member assembly. So this is worst ever by the Congress. And uh, uh, basically, uh, you see, there are multiple factors for the BJP to do so well this time. Uh, one is, uh, uh, see, last time, Uh, Elections came in 2017, just after demonetization. Hmm. And uh, there was a lot of angst about it among traders, uh, among among diamond merchants, among the textile uh, mill owners. Um, You know, it was a new that had been introduced and uh, people were unhappy, especially in trade. And Gujarat is a mercantile state, uh, you know. Then there were uh, teething problems with the GST. Uh, which had been announced and, um, uh, in, uh, you know, the rollout of the GST was still taking place. And uh, there was uh, a lot of heartburn over that. Mm. So on one okay. hand, there was this. And uh, on the other hand, there was a huge agitation uh, for reservation that was uh, being coordinated by what was called Partidar Anamat Andolan Samiti, the pass, mm. which was uh, the face of this uh, This uh, organization was Hardik Patel, and it was a community organization which I I tracked in the last uh, assembly election. It was functioning exactly like a political party. They had set up, uh, you know, um, uh, various uh, uh, offices across the state. They had designed T-shirts, logos. Uh, They were providing resources for, Partidars are are a very, very influential uh, community in in Gujarat. They are in fact responsible for the BJP's rise in Gujarat. Mm. Uh, From the 1980s, the counter reaction against uh, Madhav Singh Solanki's Kham mobilization was led by the Partidars uh, and they supported the BJP against the Congress. And they they contributed hugely to the rise of the BJP. Now uh, Partidars are an agrarian community, uh, and their agrarian capital has flown into industry and trade uh, in Gujarat. So a whole lot of diamond merchants who are uh, traders and uh, you know deal with the, de- de- deal with the industry are are patels. Partidars are Patales from Saurashtra who have also migrated to Surat and of course internationally. Uh so uh, that uh, you can see in Gujarat how agriculture capital has has sort of moved into industry and trade. And uh, they're very prosperous at one level, but also over a period of time, uh, uh, you know, there are a lot of insecurities that have crept in and the lack of employment bothers them. Also, uh, education is largely privatized in Gujarat. So they pay a lot to get into colleges and learning abilities are not there. There aren't enough jobs for the youngsters who come out of these colleges. So Hardik Patel, in a sense, plus the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, there are no profits to be made in agriculture anymore. So the price of uh, groundnut, the price of castor oil, all of it was, uh, was an issue in Gujarat. It still is an issue in Gujarat but it was articulated very forcefully by the patidars and hardik patel who's a, who's a who's a massive massive campaigner he's a very charismatic leader he's very young and he was practically tracking the prime minister in the last uh, assembly elections and he was going and holding counter meetings and mm. and uh, the benefit of it uh, went to the congress uh, hardik patel didn't contest uh, but uh, the congress uh, sort of uh, uh, helped uh, uh, help Congress
0: gain though, uh,
1: the the anti. Uh, one, one was him. Then there was counter mobilization hmm. by a guy called Alpesh Thakur, hmm. uh, who who uh, who led something called uh, uh, Thakur Sena, who who thought that they were uh, they were going to be adversely affected by the by the Partidar uh, reservation demand, which hmm. was probably going to cut into the 27% OBC uh, reservation in Gujarat. So there was a counter-mobilization by Thakur Sena led by Alpesh Thakur. Mm. Then there was uh, a lot of Dalit activism that was happening uh, Mm. in Gujarat. That was was, uh, articulated by uh, Jignesh Mavani, another very charismatic young leader. Uh, Now, all these three youngsters were being supported by the Congress, they were supporting the Congress. So Congress got wind uh, in its sails last time. And they got about 41% of the vote share and 77 seats uh, in Gujarat. And if it was not for the last minute attempts by Amit Shah and uh, the then Prime Finance Minister, Jetli, uh, who basically held a lot of meetings with the traders, uh, gave them a lot of assurances about GST, uh, etc., And uh, that resulted in Surat, Surat has about 16 seats uh, and the BJP managed to win, if I'm not wrong, about 15 seats in Surat in mm. 2017. So that kind of turned the, uh, the, the tide of the elections uh, last time and BJP managed to get about 99 seats and, and uh, form the government. But it was um, touch and go for the BJP last time. But this time, all these factors that contributed to the BJP's uh, sort of uh, shaky performance last time, All these factors have been, the BJP's dusted off the the angst uh, that was there because of demonetization and GST implementation. They have got Hardik Patel and um, Alpesh Thakur are now now contesting on BJP
0: BJP tickets.
1: Uh, and uh, they were uh, last I checked, Ardik Patel was leading in Vinamgam and uh, Alpesh Thakur was leading in Gandhagar South, from where he's contesting this time.
0: And so, the only one who stuck to Congress, Amelwani uh, is. Is uh, Jignesh
1: was uh, contesting as an independent last time, and last I checked, uh, in he's Jignesh Rizka, uh, he was trailing yeah. in uh, in Var- yeah. So, uh, so Congress has got a huge setback. The third uh, very important factor is the entry of ARP. Um, which is, seems to be cornering about uh, 13% of the vote share in Gujarat, uh, you know. So yeah. although they might uh, they might uh, manage to win only six or so constituencies, but uh, if they're getting about 13% vote, 129 or whatever it's showing right now, it will change as yeah. the results uh, come in later but uh, uh, these are the factors leading to the bjp's uh, sort of plus of course the bjp's huge machinery and the and the uh, unsurpassed sort of popularity of the prime minister with no challenger last hmm. time there was hardik patel challenging him there was uh, there were a lot of uh, uh, you know uh, tangible uh, election issues the price hmm. of the crops uh, unemployment this time the issues are still there but there is no one to really articulate them. The opposition is divided the Congress has lost its mojo uh, Rahul Gandhi uh, Rahul Gandhi was campaigning in Gujarat furiously last
0: time. Uh, he he's has, not pressing uh, he, this time at all. He's, he's
1: not he's... this time, he's busy with his Bharat Jodo. So, uh, so BJP has got benefit of all of this and uh, uh, they're putting up uh, their best performance uh, this time.
0: Yeah so even as things look very good for the BJP in Gujarat, in Himachal, that's not the case. They are currently losing uh, power there. Uh, in Himachal, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at the results right now in Himachal as they are coming in. Uh, Congress is leading in 39 seats, which is, yeah. uh, which is well above the majority mark for them. Uh, it's a 68-member, it's a small state, 68-member yeah. uh, assembly and uh here significantly if you look at it uh there again uh here there are multiple factors uh mm-hmm. one is uh that there, if this is a straight fight between the congress and the bjp yeah right yeah BJP, uh, the Kong himachal also it's uh you know you must remember uh himachal is a is uh is uh is a, is a highly literate state. It's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's uh, better even than Kerala in terms of achieving literacy, uh, you know, better health and uh, education in dices uh, It's a prosperous state, uh, capital income, which is uh, which is quite high. And uh, uh, it has, uh, like Kerala actually, uh, although Kerala didn't repeat it uh, this time, the left front one, one again. Uh, but uh, in Himachal, there is a revolving door uh, politics yeah. where Uh, every incumbent is voted out uh, every five years. Um, And uh, this time, the BJP's uh, slogan, in fact, uh, was to uh, reverse badlo, as in to change the tradition. But that didn't happen. Uh, That didn't happen. And, uh, you know, this is also interestingly a state where uh Narendra Modi was in charge of uh, of Himachal as, as a general secretary when he was general secretary of the BJP mm. uh, long back in the 1990s. He was in charge of uh, Himachal Pradesh. Uh, and so he, Prime Minister's taken personal interest here. He addressed several rallies here. Uh, he appealed to the people saying that every vote for the BJP is a vote for Modi. And he's quite popular in Himachal, but still didn't make it Oh, because two, two, three things. One is uh, the rebel factor. We yeah. had about 21 rebels. Hmm. You know, for in Kangra district, for instance, uh, there's a guy called Vipin Niharia. He was BJP state vice president of ST Mocha. He was a rebel in the Dharamshala seat uh, against the BJP's official candidate. Now, Niharia, uh, last I checked, was set to, set to secure, secure about uh, over 6,000 uh, votes in the constituency, uh, whereas uh, the Congress was leading here. Uh, uh, their official candidate Sudhir Sharma led in the close contest by just about 3,000 votes okay. over the BJP's official candidate Rakesh Kumar. Uh, similarly, this is I'm talking about one district in particular in Kangra. Now, Kangra mm-hmm. is, is a very important district with the largest number of seats. Uh, there 's a constituency there called DERA, mm-hmm.
0: where uh,
1: Hoshar Singh, who had in the last election won as an independent and later joined the BJP was again in the fray as a rebel candidate mm-hmm. uh, and Hoshar Singh uh, was leading this uh, this uh, seat mm-hmm. with uh, over twenty one thousand votes last i checked um, bjp 's official candidate was um, was way behind with fourteen thousand votes. Uh, Now, uh, again, you know, there is a seat called Fatehpur where former MP Kirpal Parmar, who was expelled from the party, is contesting uh, as a rebel. In Fatehpur too, the Congress is leading with their official candidate, Bhavani Singh Pathania, leading leading about, you know, getting about 20,000 votes. So in every district, the BJP has had rebels.
0: So that's very interesting because uh, the BJP party chief, J.P. Nada, is from himachal and even he couldn't stop the rebels from coming Yeah, you know
1: the, the rebellion is partly because of the of the ongoing uh, sort of uh, revelry between uh, anurag singh thakur and uh, and jp nada hmm.
0: uh, you
1: must remember anurag thakur's father pk dumal was uh, was uh, chief minister in yeah. himachal and dumal is a very uh, very strong sort of uh, political leader very rooted and, uh, but his constituency was changed in the last uh, elections, you know, mm-hmm. and he lost from the new constituency that he was given. Uh, and they were very, very, the Thakurs were very very unhappy about it. Uh, you know, they were destabilized in mm-hmm. the state. Mm-hmm. Largely, they, they yeah. blame it. They lay the blame of it uh, at J.P. Nadal's doorstep. Now, a lot of people who have been denied tickets, um, it is said, are uh, are thakur's uh, uh, sort of loyalists uh, a lot of the blame for himachal defeat would be would be laid at uh, jp nada and uh, uh, you know and his rivalry with uh, anurag
0: singh thakur in this election that is quite interesting cause the bjp is not a party no, which is known for its internal rivalries they somehow before the elections ensure that all the leaders are able to um, like. Yeah. So
1: again, you know, Himachal is a different kind of state, uh, you know, and, uh, but also there's one more uh, factor Hmm. which uh, has been neglected is, uh, is that there are a lot of material issues there, which have uh, been sort of papered over, Um, uh, you know, uh, there were by-elections in Himachal uh, Hmm. uh, some two years back where the bjp was defeated royally yeah. in the apple, apple growers
0: ba- belt because the price price The crop.
1: price of the apple crop Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you know there were lots of uh, uh, they also the himachal apple growers although it's a horticulture issue they were also supporting the farmers agitation mm-hmm. which was raging in uh, this thing because uh, they believe that uh, a lot of monopolies have uh, uh, have taken over uh, the purchase Mm. Of their crop, and they're uh, they're being cheated, uh, you know. So a lot of apple growers' issues uh, culminated in the BJP's defeat in the in that belt, which is a political a politically crucial belt, uh, you know. So there are lots of these issues on the ground, and Himachal, mind you, is not a communally sensitive state like Gujarat. Mm. Gujarat is a communally sensitive state, uh, you know, where. Uh, if you remember, in the middle of the elections, uh, Amit Shah talked about the 2002 riots and how they've taught uh, lessons to all the goons, etc. Mm. You know, that was a communally sensitive uh, uh, statement to make in the middle of the elections.
0: Mm. But Himachal
1: is not like that.
0: They can't do that.
1: Uh, they can't do that in Himachal. You know, it's the identity issues uh, are not very prominent in Himachal.
0: So, what did the Congress do right in Himachal? That they ensure that there's no uh, the inter-party is li- Yeah, well, there were rebels
1: about. in the Congress, but not so many. I mm. think there they they were, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of, uh, uh, there were about a dozen rebels in the Congress, but they don't seem to have made that much uh, headway in the party's thing. And it's a narrow uh, victory, but uh, they've managed it, uh, you know, in Himachal. Uh, if you look at their vote shares in Himachal, uh, that's not very uh, very far off. Uh, BJP has got forty three point one percent, and Congress so far has got forty three point nine percent. So it's a very close contest. You know, yeah. also, the number of seats are getting higher for the Congress. They they are set to win about thirty nine seats as a as the results last uh, were read, and BJP is is at about twenty six. So it's
0: pretty much even Stevens when it comes to vote share, but that's. That's the unique nature of a two-party system, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Which is where, if you see in Gujarat, OPS entry has dented the opposi- has split the opposition vote. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: although they did cut into the BJP's or uh, BJP's got phenomenal sort of uh, vote share. In yeah. If if
0: you're increasing your vote share in such a big amount, a small breakaway is not going to impact it's not that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what can be uh, the new uh, the takeaways for the congress's new leadership from these elections
1: yeah well you know himachal is too tiny a state hmm. all i can say is that it's a huge face saver for the beat for the congress which has hmm. been more or less decimated everywhere uh, you know i mean they fared so badly in the in the municipal elections that were held in the in the De- in delhi uh, the results only came in yesterday and the Congress has been reduced to just uh, eight or nine seats yeah, we'll in seat. the municipal corporation uh, of Delhi. Whereas they were ruling in Delhi for three terms. Sheila Dakshit was such a popular chief minister here, hmm. uh, you know. So uh, and in Gujarat, they've been reduced to their their worst ever uh, performance. So uh, so Himachal would be a huge face saver for the congress uh, you know if they'd lost even in himachal uh, it really would have been uh, very very embarrassing for them it's humiliating uh, you know for a political party to fare so badly uh, so and you know questions are already being asked about bharat jodo yatra how does it help the congress you know uh, leadership issue so uh, within that a victory like this uh, helps the congress save face at least
0: yeah so how does the Bharat Jodha yatra factor into all of this? Rahul Gandhi is very clear saying that this yatra is not a political one, but yeah, it's, so it's a, it's a little country. off to have a, uh, the major political leader of your party off to do a yatra and not campaign during. Yeah, well, uh,
1: that is the disconnect between uh, real politics and uh, ideological politics. I don't think it's um, it's necessarily a bad thing for the Congress, you know, Mm. to have a countrywide yatra by their tallest leader. Mm. I don't think, uh, I think it serves it well. Uh, except that I I don't understand why Rahul Gandhi has created this binary between electoral politics and, and the kind of politics that he's doing. I mean, what prevented him from campaigning, even while he was doing Bharat Joro. Mm. So, you know, if you do Bharat Joro, that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't campaign. Why why should why should he not go in campaign while at the same time doing Bharat Jodo? I don't see the the this binary. Why should be why should the two be mutually two be mutually exclusive? Is what I don't understand.
0: Um, so let's talk about the AAP for a minute here. So in the uh, MCD polls, uh, AAP did really really well. Right, they uh, they unseated BJP from its bastion. They broke a fifteen-year. Um, record of the bjp and now they are going to se- help select the next mayor yeah
1: it's a it's a huge victory for up and uh but let's not forget that the bjp is still maintaining uh, a very high percentage of vote share in uh in delhi, delhi. yeah uh, so th- their vote share has in fact
0: increased yeah so that, that not- was my actual question that was my question also so even though the aap did so well the bjp is still retaining but yeah in, mm-hmm. in gujarat for example the BJP has done way better than imagined and the AAP is not doing well at all. Well, you can't really say that, you know,
1: Nivedita. Uh, for a new Karbar party to mm-hmm. secure a 13% vote share, I think is quite phenomenal. Uh, it's an ascendant mm-hmm. player. Mm-hmm. You know, It's made its presence felt in a completely unknown, uh, you know, unfamiliar territory called Gujarat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has never been present in Gujarat. It's yeah. a new party completely. So for them to go and register this kind of vote bank, I think is quite credible uh, for a newcomer party. So they are showing gumption. They are, sh- they are showing the capacity to fight in uh, unfamiliar t- terrains. And uh, that's, uh, that speaks well for, for ARP's prospects. It's become a national party now. Yeah. You know, with, uh, with presence in Punjab, in, in Delhi and... In, now
0: in Gujarat. Uh,
1: in Gujarat. So they're going to expand further. So, uh, for a, for a new party, I think they are making, uh, making a go of it. You know, I mean, close on the heels of municipal elections in Delhi, they scored this kind of, uh, vote share in, hmm. in Gujarat and get about six seats. It's not a bad performance at all. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't write off the, up like that. In fact, it's an ascendant force, uh, which is, uh. Uh, you know, which is not what you can say about the Congress, which is you know you see the ARPS graph going up, and the Congress is coming Cong- down. Congress is coming down, and the BJP is uh, consolidating its dominant position as far as Gujarat is concerned.
0: So, how does this play out in the national picture? Uh, right now, uh, we have the Parliament. Also, will these election results impact the functioning in the Parliament too? Not necessarily. I mean, BJP. Uh,
1: uh, like I said, it's a reflection of what's going on nationally mm-hmm. uh, at the moment. AAP is an it ascendant; it's a growing force that has been the trend, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, uh, the, the Congress is somehow managing managing to stay afloat. And uh, like I said, Himachal gives them a face saver, a big face saver, and BJP retains its dominant position. Both in Delhi as well as in um, in uh, Gujarat, uh, what they need to what they need to understand is that in places where communal polarization or organizational structures um, don't
0: work in a traditional way, like uh, like Himachal, for instance. So, is it safe to say that all three parties can be moderately happy with the uh, the results from today? Yeah, well, uh, not moderately. In the BJP's case, it should be very happy. Hmm. Uh,
1: except in in uh, in uh, Himachal, where they've they've not been able to uh, really uh, make a go of it, uh, you know, and they've been kind of uh, really plagued by the rebels. And Congress has managed to get its act together there, uh, you know. The Congress has a solace there, and uh, ARP should be by and large happy because they had pulled out every resource from Himachal. They did. Hmm. They didn't have. Uh, I mean, although they were putting up candidates there. Uh, they were not really focusing on Himachal. They were focusing more on Gujarat. And I think they should be happy with the 13% more share.
0: Okay. So is there any big picture takeaway that we, sh- we should be seeing? Like I, like I said, it's kind of a reflection of what is already the bigger picture
1: in, mm-hmm. in India. Uh, mm-hmm. where The BJP is dominant, the AAP is ascendant, and the Congress is struggling to, to retain its toehold.
0: Uh, where do you think the AAP will focus next?
1: Well, the next year elections are coming again in Karnataka hmm. and, and elsewhere. I think they will go there. Uh, I don't see why not. They will make their presence felt in uh, uncharted territories.
0: So where will this lead? Other uh, other regional party leaders who want to become prime minister, like we have so no, many. Well, that who... is the that is the
1: debate that is happening in the opposition space right now. Hmm. Uh, you know where where you have. Uh, one set of uh, parties like uh, Nitish Kumar's uh, Jantadal United, you have the DMK, you also have the left which would want uh, the Congress to stay afloat yeah. and the national sort of uh, alternative to the, BJ- to the BJP whereas they all stand behind them as a coalition
0: yeah. uh,
1: as opposed to Arvind K. Shival, who, uh, who's uh, who would want the Congress to be decimated. He grows at the expense of the Congress so he would like the congress to be decimated there. so you will see these uh, shifts in the in in the opposition discourse you know that's still to be firmed up but the, all these parties will try and do what their ultimate goal is uh, is towards uh, giving a na- national kind of alternative to the bjp in kejriwal's case he would uh, he would want uh, he doesn't want much to do with the congress uh, and uh, his presence sort of endangers the Congress everywhere. Mm. Whereas the other parties, they would like to complement the Congress everywhere. And they would like the Congress to stay afloat. So that is the that is the binary in the in the opposition space right now.
0: So if they figure out a place for K one they figure uh, out a place for everyone in the opposition then. Uh, un- unite the... For the time being everybody would like to
1: Consolidate their position. You know, mm-hmm. they're not bothered so much about the Congress or or the or anybody else. Congress mm-hmm. has has to bother about itself. You know, yeah. Uh, can't. I mean, uh, I personally feel that there is no uh, no political alternative to the to the BJP except having the Congress as the holding force in an opposition coalition. Mm-hmm. But uh, Congress has to understand it and work accordingly as well you know if it gets weakened and uh and uh, doesn't seem to get it back together then people will vote for alternatives you can't blame them
0: hmm. so thank you so much for joining us today in this podcast Purula. thank you